welcome to another episode of the Live, Love and Eat show. My name is Benedine Otto. I'm a certified transformational nutrition coach. I am an EFT practitioner and I'm also the managing editor of a magazine called the Live, Love and Eat magazine. Now, our special guest today is Kim Klein. Now, Kim Klein is a life coach, a certified holistic health coach, a certified feng shui practitioner and author. She's also the founder of Kim Klein Life Coaching and Wabi Sabi Women and is the author of Damn, The Pusher Man, Sugar, The Legal Drug That Is Keeping You Sick and Fat. And Nine Degrees North, a young adult fiction novel. And she's also a regular contributor for the Live, Laugh and Eat magazine. Now, welcome, Kim. I'm so glad for you to be here today. Thank you, Bernadine. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. So, Kim, um, before we start, can you tell our listeners how did you start? Uh, how did you get started in your career? And tell us a little bit about your story. Okay, well, let's see. It's a long story, but I'll make it short. Um, I got really interested in feng shui early on, and feng shui is a Chinese. Uh, it's called the art of placement, and I can tell you a little more about that later. But that works with someone's environment and. So when someone calls you for a feng shui consultation, they usually have a issue that they're working with, you know, either finances or relationship, health, whatever. So you, you know, when I started working with people in their homes, I thought, hmm, well, if people's own energy was stronger, it would really complement this, not just working with the environment, but working with them. So I enrolled um, later in IIN, which um, I believe you went there. Did you go there too? Yeah. So I went there to work, you know, become a health coach. And then as I started working with health, as a health coach, I started working mainly with women and they seemed to all come to me with the same issue, which was, I want to lose weight. And so when we would work together, um, it, it, it dawned on me that it always came down to self-love that when someone didn't, you know, if you really care and love yourself and know how to do that, because we're kind of afraid to do that, we think that's kind of a taboo, weird thing, we, we make better choices for ourselves. So that is when I went into life coaching because I thought I need to know how to work with people around their limiting beliefs and their limiting thoughts and their self-worth and the way they value and respect themselves. So it went from feng shui, which was working with the environment, to uh, health coaching, which kind of worked more on the nutritional side of things, and then into life coaching, which worked more with um, the way we think, feel, our mental state, our emotional state, all of that. And it all worked really well together. So I kind of had that little you know, triad, that little thing. So that's how, that's how I got started in it. And that's, that's, led me. that's amazing. And I know you also work with people um, that are going through life challenges and, um, you know, life changes. Now, can you tell us a little bit, how do you guide and support people that, um, you know, how do you, how do people grow uh, how do you uh, support them to grow through life changes and challenges? Well, you know, that word life coach is kind of a woo-woo term and people don't really understand what that is. And they think, why would I need a life coach? But we all have issues and things that we work through continually through our whole life. And sometimes we need a little bit of 
assistance with that. And coaching is not therapy. Therapy is kind of like going back and working with, you know, maybe trauma or things that have happened to you in the past, things that you need to get over. Whereas coaching takes you from where you are right now and helps you to see the, see a way forward, like to get to the next step. So we work with, um, the way we think about things because we all have what's called limiting beliefs. Like maybe you were raised in a family that told you, you know, you're not even aware of this because you're little, right? But let's just say you came from a family who said, Oh, you're, you're so silly. You'll never amount to anything. Or, you know, you're not as cute as your sister or whatever these things are. And we hear them or we watch the way our families interact with each other. And it's not necessarily family. It can be peers too. When you get a little older, but those thoughts, the more we, they become beliefs and they um, <clears throat> keep us stuck. So we mainly, we go back, we work with our limiting thoughts and rethink them. We learn how to look at things different. We really work with self-worth, self-value, um, belief in yourself, a real belief in yourself. And coaching is also just listening and the client usually has all their own solutions and knows what to do because we all have this inner wisdom. That yeah. we can if we quiet ourselves. Yeah. I love the self-beliefs because I mean I work with my clients with self-beliefs and it's true what you say. If you believe something, you know, you believe that. Um and you know, if you believe that like in weight loss, I will never lose this weight, I will always have, you know, I will always be overweight. Um and like you said, it comes from when you were small, you know, people telling you, oh, you will never, you know, you will always be overweight or you will never have a good job or, you know, it just sticks with you, um, you know, through your life. And I think it's, it's great to, you know, to help people with limiting beliefs, you know, what they believe and, um, you know, the challenges they are facing um, every day. So I also know that you, you, you are a um, feng shui practitioner. And um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about what it is and, you know, how do you practice that with your clients? Yes, yeah, so well, feng shui, feng shui in Chinese means wind and water. Yeah. And it's a Chinese, um, it's the study uh, of the earth's energy is actually what it is. So every culture has that, but Chinese feng shui is just the most familiar to us here in the Western world. Um, and what it is, it's we work with our environment to uh, bring it in alignment or harmony with the people who live there. So your home um, is like a mirror of you. Like there is a... Um, there's what's called an energy map that they put on a house or an office or you know wherever you're working your space. And you can, there's different life areas in there. There's your relationship, there's your career, there's your um, spiritual growth, there's your family, there's every, there's all these different life areas. And you can tell from walking into someone's home uh, where they might have blockages. So they call feng shui like the acupuncture for your environment because it, it opens up those meridians, it creates a clear path for uh, positive energy, chi, to flow. And if you believe that everything is energy, which we have been told by science that everything is, en is energy, um, we can affect it. You know, we can um, have it work for us. So we work with our homes, we work with the way we place our furniture, the way the colors we use, because that creates an energy. Um, <clears throat> we bring in 
living energy, which can be plants and animals and all these things. And clutter is like the number one no-no in feng shui because it, it creates blockages. And so if you have a block in your career area, you're not going to get as far as you know you want to go. Or if there's something happening in the relationship area, um, maybe there's, it, it, there's, it, there's a lot of superstition in feng shui that's it's it's a lot of it. it's based on you know the, the I Ching, the Tao, um, folklore, a little bit of superstition, science as well. So for example, if you kept that metaphorically would mean somebody's leaving all the time. So it's little stuff like that too that makes it very fun and very interesting for people. But you can work with your home and um, <clears throat> affect the way you know your life goes. That's very interesting. Um, uh, I remember somebody, oh, I read it somewhere, um, you know, uh, especially in your bedroom, if your bed is against the wrong wall, you know, I don't know what that means, but, um, you know, it has to be on the right side of the room. Um, well, does that mean well, anything or? Yeah, instinctively as humans, we like to know what's behind us. Like, okay. Yeah. Like we like to be supported. Like you're sitting right now with a wall behind you. Mm -hmm. So you see out in front, everything in front of you. There's nothing that's going to sneak up behind you, right? And so in your bed, you want your bed to be on the wall where you can see the door. Okay. Because um, it, it relaxes us instinctively. Even though you might not think that might sound silly. Like, oh, I don't need to see what's coming in. Nothing's <laughs> coming in. Yeah. But if the back was to the door, like this door right here, if, that, if this was my bed... I would never know what's really coming or what's behind me. So my body doesn't totally relax. So in feng shui, you know, health, sleep is like right up there with what we eat as far as how important it is that we get sleep. That's when our body heals when we're yeah. sleeping. Yeah. So to get a better night's sleep, you do this placement where you place what is called the command position where you have the widest view of your room. And that doesn't just apply to your bedroom. That applies to also like your office, your desk. You wouldn't want to be facing a wall. That, that kind of symbolically means you're hitting a wall. You know, mm -hmm. you can't go forward. So you want to be able to see as much of the room. And you probably notice um, instinctively too, like if you go into a restaurant or um, into someone's home, you pick the chair that has a really nice view. You don't want to, you know, when you get the chair that sits facing the wall, you're like, oh, great. I got to sit here and face this wall. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing feng shui does. So it can really help so many things, you know, but your health too, because because of this, the energy that you bring into your home, um, you know, you want to use colors and things that are relaxing in the bedroom. You want to use the more vibrant colors that stimulate conversation and stuff for a living area or your dining area. Um, you want to balance what's known as yin and yang, the male and female energies, the polar opposites of one another. If you have too much of either, it can, you know, too much... Yin, which is the female, the soft, cushiony, overstuffed. It can even get really lazy and never want to get out of your chair. But if it's too yang, too cold, metal, steel, um, you know, it can create really uneasiness. So there's a whole science behind that. Okay. Do you go out to your? Uh, do you go out to people's houses and um, you know walk in and say, okay, this needs to change uh, because you know you, we have to get the energy flow here and. Do you, do you go to your um, people's houses, uh, you know, for your clients? I, yeah. Um, I, when I first started, I, was, I went to school in 1999 for this. And it was a, a three-year program in San Francisco. Um, so, yeah, my clients were all, um, 
I went to their physical location, whether it was a home or an office. I've done wineries up in Napa, things like that. People have you do it before they even build a, a house or something. They want to see how it's situated best on the, on the land. But yeah, but we, we also do them um, virtually, remote. We just have the clients supply us with their floor plan. You know, we put the map on it. We see all this. We also do a big questionnaire, find out all their um, concerns, what's working, what's not, get a whole bunch of story. And then we do like this, like you and I are doing with a Zoom call and we share screens with the map. And, and you know, I always make suggestions. I never, uh, and I try and do what's easiest for clients and see what works instead of like knock the wall down. Like, oh, this is really bad feng shui. You need to take out this wall. You know, we try and do what's reasonable and um, affordable. No, no big, you know, no big shopping, you know, brand new furniture stuff. We try to work with what what you have and just move things around, see, and, and then I have my client get back to me, what's happening, is, is that working for you? And if not, we kind of make a few more adjustments, but yeah, it's a really, it's a very interesting, and also your intention, and this is with your health too, like when you set an intention that you want something to change and it's important to you, it will change because yeah. intention is really the most important thing. And same with in feng shui, if you were to call me and say, Kim, help me, my, my, um, you know, my career is just not going anywhere. Well, already your intention is that you want your career to go somewhere. So when I come to you and we start talking about what you can do, and you're going to do that. You're going to implement those changes because you believe in it. And um, there's a lot of power in, in what we believe in. That's very, very interesting. Very interesting. Um, you also, I, I want to talk a little bit about the book you wrote um, or one of your books. Um, and I mentioned the book, you know, in your um, bio. Um, and it's called Damn the Pusher Man, Sugar the Legal Drug That's Keeping You Sick and Fat. Um, now, can you tell our listeners about what is this book about and who will benefit of reading this book? Well, I wrote it. It's actually a booklet. It's only like 70 pages. It's really a small little booklet. And I wrote it when I was going to school at IIN because I was learning so much that I wasn't even aware of about sugar and the, and the dangers and the damages. And, you know, I was um, shocked at, at sugar and the amount of sugar we were taking in. And even people who think they don't eat sugar, when you find out how much hidden sugars there are in everything from the baked beans and the can you open to the ketchup to you know crackers to you know all of that and you find out how much sugar and when you find out all of the health um you know risks when you eat too much sugar it's very eye-opening so it's just a brief little booklet that was really written to help people that like me at that time that were very unaware of how much sugar so it, it tells you about um how much sugar you should have, how much sugar is in certain foods. What are all these names that are on the labels that are sugars that we're just used to, you know, we just know sugar, but there's like 20 names that sugar goes by. And so when we, and the importance of reading labels too. Um, anyway, it's just a good little, um, just a little quick read just to uh, teach people about sugar. And the name is because way back, cause I'm, you know, I'm, you know, in my 60s, but when um, I, you know, there was a band called Steppenwolf and they had a song called Damn the Pusher Man. And it was, it was about actually drugs, but you know, then I found out sugar is a drug. So that was the play on words, play on the name. But yeah. So I, oh. I, I, I give it to a lot. I used to do workshops when I was first finished IIN and did, I did a lot of sugar workshops. Yeah. So I give those out to people. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, we can go into sugar as well. Sugar is, you know, not good for you. And um, it's like you say, there's lots of hidden names for sugar out there, especially in our products. And um, that's why we are all here, you know, to teach people what to look out for. I will uh, put the link down for your book so that people can, you know, go and, and check out your book on Amazon um, and, you know, learn all about, you know, sugar and what to look out for. Now, um, my next question will be, what free tips will you give somebody who's struggling to live healthy? Okay. Uh, the first tip is that you have to think of health holistically, um, body, mind, spirit, because you can't have health in one area without having it in all of them. So, you know, I think our society really focuses on just this physical part without realizing what's happening inside of us. And so, yeah, be concerned about your physical health, but also your mental health. And are your relationships healthy? Is your career healthy? Are you finding joy in your life? Are you, you know, living your purpose if you, or, you know, however you feel about that. But yeah, the whole package. So make sure you look at all those things. Um, the second tip is that whole thing about self-love. If you don't love yourself now, and people have a funny thing with the word love, they, they think of it as um, intimate or romance or you know, something like that. It's not about that. It's respecting yourself, caring about yourself enough to do the right thing. Like just treat yourself like you would treat the person you love the most your little child or because we we treat our children like we would never treat ourselves sometimes the way we would them you know or opposite but yeah so self-love learning to really really um care about yourself treat yourself well and the last thing is to it's it's lifelong you know it's not a it's not a goal to get to it's a lifestyle to live by i think Instead of, oh, I'm going on a diet for three months. It's not, a, there's no diets. There's a, a lifestyle that you need to um, adapt and love, which you will after you start feeling better about everything. You'll love it. And it, it goes on for our entire life. I love that's, that. That's that such great tips. Um, <laughs> thank you for being here today. Thank you for being on the show. Um, and it was an honor to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you. I feel the same. Thank you so much for asking me. I'm just, you know, thrilled that you that you asked me. <laughs>